friends, Maestro here, bringing you episode 434 of Maestro on the Mic, doing it Thursday, shorty style. In today's episode, I am breaking down how I am planning out my 2023. It is rapidly approaching, and I figured, why don't I hop on the mic and let the people know what I'm thinking, what I'm doing, what I'm planning. All this and more, but first, hey DJ, gimme that heartbeat. This is Maestro on the Mic. A podcast designed to help you change your mindset and your life. It is time for something new. Join host Dr. Shante Cofield, also known as the Movement Maestro, on a journey to see the bigger picture. Open your eyes. Find your passion and discover how movement unites us all. Let's get it popping. This is Maestro on the Mic. I'm the Maestro, and you're about to get maestro Three, two. Hello, 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 my podcast people, and thank you for joining me for yet another episode of my favorite podcast. So today we are talking about 2023 planning. Now, maybe you're listening to this or watching this. Thank you if you're watching. And thank you for listening. Thank you for everyone. I thank you to everyone. But maybe you're thinking, hey, this is a little bit late. Like this episode, if you drop, if you listen to it the day that it drops, that will be Thursday, December 22nd. And maybe you are like, uh, should we not have talked about this a little bit earlier, maestro? No, I don't think we should have. Uh, I think that you can listen around the edges with this episode and realize that planning doesn't have to be some super incredibly stressful thing that occurs you know, three seconds into doing the first thing and you're planning a million head, a million steps ahead, a million years ahead. If you like doing things that way, then by all means do things that way. I don't like doing things that way, so I'm not doing things that way. As a disclaimer, what I'm going to talk about in this episode is what I do now. I'm quite a few years into running my own business, quite a few years into online business, and how I plan for things and how I do things has changed. If I think back to like working for Rock Tape and planning for the, the next year, it still wouldn't happen a million months early, but I was planning you know, more of the year. I was being more, a bit more specific with things. I'm looking for dates for certain things, and I'll do that to an extent now and definitely have built on that strategy, but suffice to say, what I am sharing with you today is what I do now. And if you're not necessarily where I'm at, then don't do that. Or if you're like, this method doesn't work for me, then don't do that. As per always, take what serves you and leave the rest. A lot of my evolution in terms of planning has uh, come about with me gaining more control over my schedule. So that also, if you have kids, I don't think you have very much control of your schedule. Uh, if you work for somebody else, you're an employee and there's nothing wrong with being an employee. I love employees. We need them. Um, but you may not have as much flexibility. Maybe you do. As per always, listen around the edges, read between the lines, take what serves you and please leave the rest. So if I'm looking at planning and next year, the reality is this year was great. I am re very much of the school of thought of if it ain't broke, don't fix it, which is why Instagram kills me. All these updates that are so unnecessary and so unhelpful. If it's not broken. Why are you trying to fix it? Nike does the same thing. They give it a shoes and I'm like, but also why? It was not broken. So this year was phenomenal from a financial perspective, from a lifestyle perspective, everything was great. So I'm not looking to really implement a ton of changes next year, which means that if I was to do things the exact same as I did them this year, 
I would probably be okay. And I'm very much going into the year thinking that and knowing that. So take that into consideration when you are planning and as you listen to this episode, and how did you feel about this year? And do you want to do the same thing? Do you want to repeat it next year? I also never set goals. That's never been a thing for me. Uh, maybe because I'm an HSP, highly sensitive person. Jill always gets on me about that in the most loving way. But that might be why. Like, if I don't hit a goal, I'll be sad. So I'm like, why am I going to set it? I could just avoid the sadness by not setting the goal. I, I know that I'm still going to work my ass off. I'm going to do the most because I am hugely competitive. But setting goals kind of, to me, sets yourself up for, for failure and disappointment. So I just don't set them. Judge me if you want. I don't really fucking care. I don't set them. It is what it is. Uh, I never set, especially I never set, or I especially never set income goals. I have always, if I'm going to set a goal of any kind, it's going to be a lifestyle goal. Or like, I want to be doing more of this or I want to be doing less of this. 2020, I wanted to be doing less travel for work. That was the goal. It wasn't like, oh, I want to make less money, make more money. It had nothing to do with a set number. It was just, I want to travel less for work. And then COVID was like, here you go. And I was like, well, thank you. Very nice of you. Uh, but it's always been lifestyle goals if I'm going to set any kind of, of goal. So when we're looking at planning, I think we got four things to do, four things to consider, four things to look at. And that's going to be experimenting, documenting, that's a big one, assessing, and then iterating. Iterating meaning uh, changing things up, coming up with a, a different version of that thing, implementing the changes. I think that Everything we do is an experiment. It's all data and we can take it and then say, okay, do I want to do this? Do I want to repeat this? Am I happy with the outcome of this experiment or do I want to change that? All right. So four steps again, experimenting, documenting, assessing, and then iterating. Circling back to those goals. Remember I said I don't really set financial goals. Uh, I use Profit First as my accounting system, if you will, my approach. I use Sandy York. She's Fit Money Coach. She is the best in the business. She's my accountant, just the bookkeeping, things like that. And to that end, that means that I have a ton of documenting going on. So I know what's going on. I wasn't always like that in my business. I was to an extent. I had lots of different accounts so I could like see where money was. I don't like following things exactly. So I could just see, is the number going up? Is the number going down? Can I pay my bills? Is this staying, you know, what amount is in there every month? And I could just look at that and assess that. So to me, documenting plays a huge role in things. And from the financial side, that is how I do it. Someone was to ask me like, how much money do you make? I'm not going to lie. I don't really know. I'm like enough. I know that I make enough. I know that the numbers are going up in the bank account or staying the same. They're not going down. I feel comfortable with what's in there and the reserves. I have enough that I put money into a SEF IRA. I can pay for things when I want them. I can pay for my siblings. I can pay for my nephews, my mom, my grandmother. I can buy them things. Life is very good. I don't feel stretched. I don't have to look at prices on groceries. I, I don't buy much gas. I don't really drive that much, but I don't have to be like super hyper aware of the gas prices. So from the financial side, no, I'm not setting goals, but I'm also doing a ton of documenting so that I can assess and then I can know like, am I good or do I need to change anything? So with the, the whole planning thing, I usually bring on Alex, Alex Parker, Meredith Root. I bring them on every year. We kind of talk about goal setting, New Year stuff. I bring them on December, January-ish. And actually, if all goes according to plan, the day that this episode drops, which is Thursday the 22nd, will be the day that I will be recording that episode with them. I think it's like their fourth or fifth time on. I don't really know. They've been on a whole bunch. And I, I love, especially Meredith, I love her approach to goal setting. I love her because, you know, it's nice to bring in another person 
since I don't really do that kind of goal setting, things like that. Um, I love her approach to goal setting. I love her approach to life and just how she views things and thinks about things. And they're a nice pair. And it's, it's really good to hear the progress in their business. So I'm going to bring them on. going to record that. And ideally, their episode will drop the following week. So likely December 29th, which will be a Thursday. I'm not trying to push it to Monday. I'll probably have a solo episode go out. I'm not trying to have Courtney and them working on Christmas and things like that. So I'll get all that stuff out early. And then ideally, the episode will drop Thursday, December 29th. So let's get into the planning. Now, like I said, I don't set goals, but as it relates to the new year, it can be a really helpful time for people to be like, I'm not necessarily new year, new me, but it just gives you this like parameter, this starting point, and that can, can bring some motivation for people and inspiration. So if you set goals, you set new year's resolutions I, by amazing. I'm not here to shit on that or anything like that. What I do as it relates to the new year, and it's also my birthday. I didn't say that, but I should. January 1st is my birthday. I will be 38. Um, not that that changes anything that I'm going to say. It changes nothing. I'm not like, oh, I'm a year older. I have to like, nothing, nothing, nothing changes, but I just feel like throwing it out there and celebrating. Uh, but as it relates to the new year, I will think about the overall feeling that I want to have in that year. I will think about the overall outcome and then I will pick a word for the year. I've done this for the past, I don't even know, four, five, six. I don't know. COVID got in there, right? And it messed things up with timing. But I've done it for many years. And I love it. If you folks are watching the video, you can see I got my little bracelet on. It's a great business model, right? They just be making a, a killing. Uh, this, year's word with, this year's word for 2022 was grow. Um, and every year I pick a goal. I pick a, not I pick a goal. I pick a word. And maybe I should say that the word picks me. Because I don't really sit there and like comb through words and like it's picking a baby's name or something like that. It literally just hits me usually towards the end of the year and it's just like this is what I want for next year and the reality is a year goes hella fast right so setting 11 billion goals to me never made sense right focus is a superpower so what I like to do instead of setting a specific singular goal in my suggestion is if you are going to set specific goals let it be just one pick one for the whole year. Because again, the year goes by hella fast. Setting 11 billion goals is a recipe for disaster. Focus is a superpower. When you chase all the rabbits, you go home hungry, whatever little phrase you want to use, whatever. Suffice to say, pick one and focus on that. So for me, I'm not picking a goal. I'm, I'm picking a feeling for next year, a, a vibe, if you will, for next year. And like I said before, it typically chooses me. It kind of comes to me and I'm like, yeah, I think that's it. I actually had a discussion with Junior. I cannot pronounce his name. Um, we're going to get that episode up. It's not an episode. It was an Instagram live that he ran and it was so good. Um, we're going to get that up onto YouTube. It's just a lot of work. Um, but we had that discussion and we were talking about this and he, and I really see eye to eye on this and he was talking about how goals oftentimes are just so outcome related, right? The goal tends to be, or the outcome tends to be the goal. And in so many ways, the outcome is out of our control. All we can control, and I think about my my soccer coaches from growing up, is our attitude and our effort. All these other extenuating circumstances, we don't have control over that, so we can't necessarily dictate the outcome. Instead, it's better to fo focus on the process. All my Canadians, where are you? Erica, Emma, my favorite Canadian, Cirque Physio, Sudabi. I know you all listening. All my favorites. If I forgot you, you're still my favorite. Uh, but focusing on the process instead of focusing on the outcome and then having a goal related to that, which I think is like kind of the smart goal thing. I don't really know. I don't know enough about that. I don't do that. So can't really say, but my focus is on the vibe that I want. And that's going to help me with that word. And that word is going to help me achieve that 
process. And the process, the process is what is ultimately going to be the closest thing that you can have or get or do to achieving that outcome. Right? So in choosing a word, this is something that I do with the mafia every year. I love it. It's one of my favorite things. We're going to do it actually next week. So the this drops on 22nd. We'll have our call on Wednesday. We'll do it 28th. And I love hearing what the people's words are. They've already shared a bunch and we reflect on the word from last year because we have a, a running word document of that. And uh, Lex posts that. And I think Erica Webb posts, Erica Webb, E-Webb posts that. Like, my people are the best. And we reflect, like, did you stay in alignment with that? Was the word helpful? Did you lean into that word? No? Yes? And then also what you want for your word for the next year. And what I've seen is that oftentimes people pick words that either they felt they didn't get enough of this year or simply that they want more of for next year. So based on everything that happened this year, right, they're assessing and then they're like, okay, based on this, this is what I want as the vibe, as the tone for next year. The person that comes to mind is right now is Jesse, Jesse Rard, and just, he's my guy. And his word for next year is enjoy. And I love it. I love that because he's worked really hard and he's, understands that he can implement these big business changes and stuff at any time. It doesn't have to be right now. It doesn't have to be like, you know, there's a fire. He's feeling financially stable. He's feeling very fulfilled. He's feeling like he's, you know, at a place of enough. And so he's going to enjoy next year. And I love it. I freaking love it. To me, one of the beautiful things about choosing a word is that it just gives you guidance. It removes decisions. It helps you with decision-making because when in doubt, you just do whatever is in, is in alignment with that word. You're given two options, this thing or this thing. Okay, what is in alignment with that word that you chose? To that end, it is nice if the word that you choose is a verb. From there, it doesn't have to be, but I tend to let, try to make it be a verb. From there, like I said, we use it to shape and make all of our decisions. This year... My word was grow. Last year, it was lead. The year before that, it was bold. And next year, create. Like I said, the words typically just come to me. I'll be just, they just come to me. It's, I don't care if that sounds woo or whatever. It comes to me. I don't force it. And I, I kind of sit with it. I'm like, yeah, that feels right. As it relates to next year, my focus is the podcast. It has done so well this year, these past four years. You folks are fucking incredible. It, the podcast does well because of you. So thank you. We hit a million downloads this year. My mind is blown and like, dude, the sky is the limit with this. So I am focusing on the podcast. I'm doubling down on the podcast. And based on the things that I've implemented thus far, like we've gone into YouTube, hello there. Uh, we're, we're pulling video for social and things like that. Based on what all these things that we've implemented thus far, I know that in order to set, to set myself up for success, and I should say, quote unquote, success, which largely means having outcomes that I'm happy with and proud of and excited about, in order to set myself up for that success, I will need to create. That will need to be the default, that when I'm tired and I'm like, should I do it? Yes, you should. When I'm asked if I should you know, take this call or make this thing, it should probably be create, make this thing, um, and just leaning into that this year my word was grow. And so any opportunity that I had that I you know, perceived could help with growth in any kind, I said yes. Speaking events, um, just of any sort, that's probably the biggest thing. Just saying yes, saying yes, saying yes. Um, making connections, making relationships, establishing relationships, things like that. So word for next year is create. Would love to hear your word if you have one. 
Shoot me a text. I haven't thrown out my number in a bit. 310-737-2345. Would love to hear from you. Or shoot me a DM. I do respond. I love hearing from you. I'm just like talking to the camera right now. So it's nice when actually I get to hear from folks on the other side of things. So next part here, we'll go into planning of events and then like planning of events and activities, make it a little bit more tangible. And then we'll talk about the business side of things. And then we will wrap this bad boy up. To me, if we're thinking about planning events and preparing for events for next year, the best predictor of future behavior is past behavior. We know when it relates to injuries, the number one predictor of injury is previous injury. So to me, the best way to plan and prepare for the next year is to write down exactly what's going on right now. And I think I've spoken about this in another episode. I'm pretty sure I have because my sister reached out and was like, I love this. And I was like, me too. I've been doing it for quite some time and it's literally the best. So I will in my phone write down and I have it broken up by month everything that's going on. Typically I'll write down like when something big happens. Like when I think about it, I'm like, oh, I want to write that down. I, remember, I want to remember that for next year. I want to be able to plan for that next year. I don't want that thing to come around and surprise me next year because if we listen to those episodes, uh, Courtney, thank you. You can link, especially the episode with Emily Reed about seasonality and spirality, right? It all comes back again. And then we get surprised. We're like, it's cold. And it's like every year it gets fucking cold. Same time, write it down. So you're not surprised. So I will write down everything. I don't like have it like a journaling practice. It's literally in my phone. I type it in there. Usually I'm going for walks and I will make note to especially write down the things that are outside of my control, largely the weather. And I will write down how I felt about that. Did I want to be doing that thing? What did I want to be doing at that time? Did I want to be working that much? Did I want to be walking? Was it cold? How was volleyball? When did the sun start going down? What was the general vibe of things? I will write down everything and I will go month by month. And then I don't get surprised because guess what? Spirality, I said that would sound weird. Spirality is real and it all comes back again. So I'm going to read to you actually the excerpt from, excerpt, I'm going to call it that, the December 2021 blurb. And this is, like I said, I just kind of wrote things down as I they kind of jump out at me, things that really stand out, things that I want to remember. All right, here we go. December 2021. Super cold mornings, lowest 43. Moon out when Sunday volleyball starts. Cold in the garage when working out. December 22nd, top still off of Peggy. Peggy is my Jeep, for those of you who don't know. Running the heater in the office. Lots of people talking about overwhelm and feeling swamped. Last two weeks of the year might be good to only work Tuesday. This time worked Tuesday slash Thursday, second to last week, and only Tuesday the last week. Not feeling particularly stressed. Lots of rain. Rained on Christmas. High story views over Christmas weekend. No one really buying the week of Christmas. That's really cool to me. Because I can read that. I can read that in January if I want of 2022 and plan. I can read that in December if I want. And largely what I've written down this year is very similar, especially regarding the weather and being prepared for it. I'm not playing as much volleyball, so that's different. But one of the things we see, as I said earlier, that what we're looking for uh, is going to be to experiment, to document, to assess, and to iterate. As it relates to that, I am doing the documenting, which then allows me to decide 
right? To assess and decide, do I want to change anything? I said in this that I wasn't feeling particularly stressed, right? I documented it. I assessed. I wasn't feeling particularly stressed. Cool. So I can keep things the same. I don't have to change something. Change for the sake of change is not good to me. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right? There's a fun little singing there. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. So if we are looking at that four parts again, experimenting, documenting, assessing, and iterating, then if I had said, I don't like this, I want to change something, I want to do something different, then you have to actually from there iterate. You have to actually do the thing. I can get all like cerebral and like go back to your childhood and why you don't do stuff. I don't know. If you want, whatever. But if you want something to change, you got to change it. So two parts here. If you've gone through this, you've written things down, you experimented, so you did the things, you documented, you assessed it, and you're like, I want to change something. Now you have to iterate. Now you have to do the thing. So two parts there. Number one, actually do what you say you need to do. And then number two, consider bringing in help. So I'm thinking of right now, um, I had a call with a client the other day and she was just like, yeah, every year I tell myself that I need to take the year, the week off between Christmas and New Year's. Number one, you just have to block it off. You got to like do the thing, rip the bandaid. But that can also be really helpful if you have, let's say, a spouse and they help with the planning and they help with you actually being able to do that thing that you said that you needed to do. It is incredibly important to trust ourselves and believe ourselves and um, I don't want to say stay true to ourselves, but uphold promises to ourselves, keep promises to ourselves. Because the reality is when you wrote this down, that's why I write it down in the moment, it's what you were actually feeling. It's very easy to then write this down in December and then suddenly it's January, excuse me, January, it's July or here, it's like the nicest in August, September, and October. It's August, September, it's October. It's beautiful out. And you're like, I don't need that break between Christmas. I'm not going to block it off because you're in a really good way. We do this all the time, right? You watch like Survivor and you're like, I could do that. I never think that. But like, I know that people think that. Like, I, I could do that. Meanwhile, you're like at home and it's really warm and there's no bugs. And you're like, no, you couldn't do that. Or a red eye. We know it's a terrible idea. Some of you like it. I'm thinking about Jordana. You're wild. But most of us, we don't like it. But then we'll go and book that thing. Because we book it at 3 p.m. on a Monday. And we're like, oh, yeah, the red eye won't be that bad. It will be that bad. So when you're on that red eye, write that shit down and say, never do this again because it's the worst. And then keep your promises to yourself. Believe yourself. Believe the feelings that you had in that moment. All right. So that's my December little excerpt. From there, I can assess I can decide if I want to actually iterate or change anything and then go from there. Nothing surprises me. That last part here, right, as it relates to kind of planning for 2023, we went over the fact that I don't do goals, but I will choose a word. Uh, we know that future or past actions are the best predictor for future actions. So I'm going to just document what I'm doing and then I can go look at that and say, do I want to change things? I want to keep things the same. I know what's coming. And then lastly, from the biz perspective, we want to get tactical with this. I think about it kind of like farming. I've been on the farming kick, the regenerative agriculture kick and learning more about it. Um, but just in general, it makes sense, right? We think about with farming, what needs to be planted when to grow by when? What grows best when? The seasonality, the inherent seasonality of things. Your business is no different. What will be different is what you do in year one versus what you do in year 10. This is why I want you to write things down so that you know and you can decide, okay, I'm going to change this I want to keep this. And it's also really helpful for you to run the same thing over and over again. If you keep launching new things, coming up with new things, then it's almost like you're repeating year one over and over and over again because you don't get enough data. You're not doing enough experimenting. 
to get like truly um, uh, statistically significant data. So you can like, yeah, this is not an anomaly. This is how it is each season. I want to start running this at this time. I don't want to run this at this time. This makes sense to do this. People are buying at this time or they're not, right? Repetition is going to be your friend. Super helpful to be able to write that down and then pull from those past experiences. So again, write your shit down. Are people buying more in a certain season? Are you enjoying selling more in a certain season? Do you want to not be selling it all in season? Do you want to take the entire summer off? Write that down that you're like, I didn't like doing it this time. And also not many people were buying. Maybe they weren't buying because you weren't selling hard because you don't want to be working. I don't know. But also in general, people, they're not buying that much in the summer. All right. So write the things down, experiment, document, assess, and then you can iterate and change things moving forward. I personally, like I said, I don't like plan the most, um, but the easiest thing to do and the one thing that I will do in terms of like kind of hard planning uh, is I will take uh, my signature offer and I will just plug that into the year. Typically, you're not going to launch the thing more than three times a year. Yes, you could launch once a quarter, but again, the summer comes in there and also the winter and like the holidays. And so you really compress with actually how much time you have in a year. And online business, running an online business is one of the best ways to really understand like how short a year is and how much time you don't actually have. So I'm looking over to the side right now if you're watching the video. I have a massive like, I don't know, three foot by four foot calendar and it's one of the dry erase ones. And I will plug in, which is going to be, in this case, it will be my intensive. That's like my signature offer. I was a six week long course. So I'm going to plug that in. When do I want to run that? It's oftentimes easier to say, when do I want this thing to end? Work backwards from there. You get a start date and then add another month onto that because you're going to need to promote that thing. And suddenly you see like, I can only launch, but so many things a year or so many times a year. Realistically, like I said, three times max for something that's like a six week course is nice. Anything that, anything that has some time frame to it that you'd actually have to deliver it, you're not going to be able to, to launch it but so many times. And it's actually fine. What you'll typically find is if you do launch it four times and then the next year you launch it three times, oftentimes you'll get the same number of people. It's just that they've spread out into all four cohorts as opposed to staying in the three. So it's you can play around with that. But again, what we're keeping consistent there is the actual offer. We're not like, okay, well, this thing is 12-week. Then I did the four-week version. Then I did a two-week. Then I did a DIY. We need some consistency so that we can get some data and then we can decide what we want to be doing next with that. So for the planning, the kind of hard planning, I take my signature offer, I plug that into the calendar, and then I can work things around then. I know that my mafia calls are going to be on a certain day. I know that my legacy calls will be on a certain day. And I will write all those things down on the calendar. And yes, I color coordinate things. Uh, I don't plan a vacation because I don't like taking vacation. I live where people vacation. So I don't plan like, oh, in this two weeks, I'm going to go away. Um, if you do, I would suggest putting that on the calendar first. Uh, I typically will know that I want to work less in the summer and I definitely don't really want to work in December. So I'm looking at that in terms of seasonality and that in terms of planning things and if I'm going to launch things and when I want things to end. All right. So I think we can kind of wrap this up. You see that I don't have some super strategic way of planning things. And this is something that's kind of been birthed just over time and evolved over time. As always, I want you to take what serves you and leave the rest. The main advice I can give you is that you got to do the thing. You have to try. You have to actually experiment, get the data, right? Then we're going to actually write the data down. We're going to document. Then we're going to assess it. And then we can iterate and say, do I want to change? How do I want to change for the next year? If you want to do smart goals, if you want to have revenue goals and all that shit, that's awesome. Go ahead. That's not for me. 
Uh, and what I shared with you is simply what I do. As per always, take what serves you and leave the rest. The four steps that we went over, experimenting, do the thing, documenting, write it down, assessing, check it out. Did you like it? Did you not? And then iterating. The biggest predictor of future behavior is past behavior. So quite simply, write down what you are currently doing. The, the present will become the past. Write it down. Figure out if you want to change things, if you want to implement new things. Consider choosing a word that's going to give you that vibe for next year that's going to move you towards that outcome because it's going to help you make decisions for the processes, the processes that ultimately lead to that outcome. And from there, that's it. You get to just go and do the thing. I don't think that you need to go and plan a million years ahead. Um, but again, I'm just here to share what has worked for me. So that's going to be my 2023. Um, I know I didn't get so in-depth with what I'm actually going to be doing, but the big thing as it relates to the podcast, or excuse me, the business is going to be the podcast. Everything else, folks, you've seen me this year, it's going to look the same next year. I love where I live. I got my guy, Rupert. I love how, what I'm working out, how I'm working out. I love volleyball. I'm going to obviously ideally get back into that um, coming off the knee injury. Um, so all of that stays, to, stays the same. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. All right. Officially going to wrap it up there. As always, endlessly, endlessly, endlessly appreciative for every single one of you. Until next time, friends. Maestro. Wait, 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 wait. I should say, because this is going to come up before then, happy, more Merry Christmas if you celebrate it. I think I probably missed Hanukkah, so happy Hanukkah as well. Happy holidays to all of you. Okay, now we can do it. Until next time, friends. Maestro. Maestro.